This is the AR Podcast. I know what he means. In magic and in life, there's only the present moment, the now. You can't measure time the way you measure the distance between two points. Time doesn't pass. We human beings have enormous difficulty in focusing on the present. We're always thinking about what we did, about how we could have done it better, about the consequences of our actions, and why we didn't act as we should have. Or else, we think about the future, about what we're going to do tomorrow, what precautions we should take, what dangers await us around the next corner, how to avoid what we don't want, and how to get what we have always dreamed of. Jay takes up the conversation again. Right here and now, you're beginning to wonder, is there really something wrong? Yes, there is. But at this precise moment, you also realize that you can change your future by bringing the past into the present. Past and future only exist in our mind. The present moment, though, is outside of time. It's eternity. In India, they use the word karma for lack of any better term. But it's a concept that's rarely given a proper explanation. It isn't what you did in the past that will affect the present. It's what you do in the present that will redeem the past and thereby change the future. So, he pauses, becoming increasingly irritated at my inability to grasp what he's trying to explain to me. There's no point sitting here, using words that mean nothing. Go and experiment. It's time you get out of here. Go and reconquer your kingdom, which has grown corrupted by routine. Stop repeating the same lesson because you won't learn anything new that way. It's not routine that's the problem. I'm simply not happy. That's what I mean by routine. You think that you exist because you're unhappy. Other people exist merely as a function of their problems and spend all their time talking compulsively about their children, their husband, school, work, friends. They never stop to think, I'm here. I'm the result of everything that happened and will happen, but I'm here. If I did something wrong, I can put it right, or at least ask forgiveness. If I did something right, that leaves me happier and more connected with the now. <sighs> Jay takes a deep breath, then concludes, You're not here anymore. You've got to leave in order to return to the present. Hey guys, this is Ali Ruskash, the host of the Euro Podcast. What you just listened to was an extract from Paulo Coelho's Aleph. Aleph, Paulo's 14th major book, is simply outstanding. I've just started this book and couldn't resist but to share a page or two with you guys. It touches on the theme of spirituality, and I believe it has actually touched my soul. If you could get your hands on an English version of it, it would be awesome. Before I introduce my first guest, please just bear in mind that everything about the interviews will only get better in time, so all I'm asking for you is to be patient. Thank you. Anyways, my first ever guest on the show is a very well-known actor slash director. One of my favorites, he was generous enough to share his time with us and squeeze us in his very tight schedule. We had an amazing conversation. Please welcome Mr. Ali Musafa. This is the AR Podcast. 
so I'm sitting here with um, one of the people who I really adore as a director, as an actor, and um, this is quite quite an honor for me to sit down with you and talk to you. Um, I I follow your work, and um, and you for for me you're one of the most exciting uh, people uh, currently working in Iran. Um, so basically, this whole uh, project that I'm working on right now is, is a series of podcasts that um, I'm doing with um, intellectuals of my country, basically, people who I think are important. And um, I want the people of my country to understand that uh, intellectuals of our country can hold a conversation in English, and they can talk in English. So basically, to um, start this, I um, recently talked to you before before this podcast, and um, you mentioned a method in which you um, start to learn French, and you wanted to, basically, you went to France uh, for the movie The Past, if I'm not mistaken, and um, you, there was a method, and you talk, talked about a method, and if it's okay for you, can you yeah. tell us what that method was? So first, let me thank you for your enthusiasm and the fact that you are one of my fans is uh, really pleasant to me, but honestly, I'm not an important person. I mean, how can I be an important person? I mean, in what way? I don't know. <laughs> I'll, I'll explain it to you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I was in Paris and I was supposed to, for the first time, act in another language. And that was really a great challenge. Personally, the way I act depends very much on the way I talk and the way I can sort of change my dialogues the way I wanted them to be. And when a film begins, in fact, a fight begins between me and the writer of the script because I do not like the dialogues the way they have been written and I do my best to change them. But here this would be impossible because I did not know French. I had a basic knowledge of the language way back when I was 19 years old. I had classes in French. And, well, it's true that Leila, as my wife, was a French speaker. She kept speaking French with our kids. And I kept listening to them. But <laughs> <laughs> so I... I did know the music of the language, I had some basic knowledge, but uh, practically I, I could not speak French. So this, this was what I told Mr. Farhadi to begin with, but then they thought that I was being modest and <laughs> I was trying to uh, surprise them perhaps, but I was, I was telling them the honest truth that I did not, I did not know how to speak French. Uh, they did not believe me and they said, no, you are probably joking or something because we know that you can speak French. But then I asked them to, uh, to give me the opportunity to spend some time before the beginning of the shooting in Paris and go to classes. So I went to Alliance Francaise. Or is it Alliance Francaise? I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, this language is really difficult. It is very difficult, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not logical at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's my problem. <laughs> yeah. So we went to classes and there was this class which was 
français par le théâtre. And we were supposed to memorize dialogues and act. And then after that, the teacher would explain some grammatical points and would talk about some words and things like that. But the basis of the class was the theater pieces. So uh, do you think this uh, method would work in English as well? I think it would. I mean, I mean, this gives the opportunity to the pupils to to stand up before their classmates and to act, try to be someone else. Mm-hmm. And when you are trying to learn another language, sometimes you have to try to be someone else. Because yeah. if, if you want to keep being yourself, then you're going to think in your own native language and this is not going to yeah. work at all. Uh, when, when I first asked you, like, because uh, I, I knew that your French was pretty good, maybe like the same mistake that I, yes. that, yeah, <laughs> uh, Mr. Fahadi made. I asked you, I said, so I know your French is pretty good, but I don't really know how your English is. And uh, you said, uh, I don't know French. And I'm like, what? Because <laughs> like uh, based on the things that I knew about you. Um, so as a person who um, knows a little bit of French, I think your performance in uh, the past didn't really show any any of uh, the fact that like you were an amateur or anything. It basically showed me that you know a lot of French. And um, I knew um, that your wife uh, knew a lot of French. So um, it wasn't a surprise for me at the time. I was like, okay, fine. So this is a family who, <laughs> like everybody in the family knows French. So um, so you went to France to learn um, the French. And uh, did that take a long time? I think it took... No, I only had two months. Mm-hmm. To prepare for the uh, to for prepare the for the for the film, and at the same time, uh, it's Mr. Farhad's style that he wants to his actors and his 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 crew to uh, sort of warm up for the work at least one month before the shooting begins. Yeah. So at the same time, we had other sessions with the crew and with the other actors yeah. and the main actress. At the same time, I went to this intensive course in front in French. But it's not that I did not know any any French. I I did know the basics. Yeah. I, I did. I I had a course, a grammar course, and I also used to have a, a private teacher in French before um, became an actor. Yeah. I very much liked to be able to speak French. Mm-hmm. The language always seemed impossible for me, okay. and it still is impossible for me. <laughs> I, I can manage conversations, I can read, but it's not it's not the way I like to learn the language. I I, I like to have a command. I, I like to be able to uh, make my own sentences. Yeah. Um, so I, I wanted to ask you how you got into acting, uh, mm-hmm. but before that, I'm going to ask you another question. Uh, how did you get into English? Um, I was, I think, 14 years old or 15 years old, and my English was very poor. I was punished by the teacher <laughs> in school, and my mother told me, why don't you try to learn the language? I said, okay, how can I learn the language? Because the way they taught English in those years in high schools was really, I think it still is the same way. I mean. I think so, yeah. Uh, 
Logically, you cannot learn English mm-hmm. in the schools. Mm-hmm. Is it still the same? I think so. I, they haven't. Told that was me the way that. it was yeah. at, at that time. She had a friend in Shukuz English Institute, and she asked her if I could go to classes there, and then I began going to classes there. It was, I, I think, it was thirteen sixty. Thirteen sixty. Yeah. That's a long time ago. Uh, when you think about it, yes. <laughs> uh, and those years, I, I guess you know that this is the darkest decade of our lives. Okay. The 60s. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, the prime of my life. And so it was supposed to be the happiest years. <laughs> okay, I see. And it was a very interesting contradiction. So this institute was like somewhere which had not seen anything of the revolution, mm-hmm. had remained intact. Mm-hmm. There was this cinema theater and they showed films which were not censored. <laughs> and you could watch films which you could not believe that you are watching these films in Endelob Street, the year 1360, 1361. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, it seemed that no one was aware what was going on inside <laughs> the institute. So for us, this was like a paradise. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the same time, going to school, which was like hell, and then going to the institute was going to the paradise. So we loved the classes there. I see. So uh, when did you start liking movies? The same place. I mean, we, okay. we used to go to the theater there and we, we watched films for, I, I don't know, I watched films for 30 times, mm-hmm. the same film. Mm-hmm. It's true that my enthusiasm for movies started there. I can even tell you which film it was. It was Polanski's Tenant. Mm-hmm. I liked the film very much. Of course, I watched it 20, 30 times. So it, it, this was the basis of... Um, yes, I, I think it began there. Mm-hmm. And, um, and at the same yeah. time, trying to understand what they said in the films, mm-hmm. because we were at the same time studying English, uh, made it even deeper. I mean, we had to go deeper into the movie. We, we had to look up the words. We had to read about the movie itself. So it all happened very naturally, without any intentions beforehand. Um, one of the methods that I uh, tell basically all my students to go for mm-hmm. is to um, watch a lot of movies. And because that's because uh, in, in movies you need to, uh, number one, you need to understand what's happening in the movie. So you have to listen very carefully. And when you listen, um, it just it changes your whole basic, basically perspective of uh, English, the, the language, and it helps you in all, all ways possible, basically. So yes, but nowadays it's it's totally different. I mean, it it's so easy to get in touch with people speaking English, so easy to watch films, so easy to listen to the news. Yeah. Those years, you you had only the opportunity to watch a film once a week or. I don't know, three times a week. And you could not go back and listen again. I mean, it was only once you had to wait for another projection of the film. 
And, for example, I remember we listened to the BBC or to the VOA, and it was so difficult trying to tune. <laughs> and it was, it was really difficult. I mean, when you compare the situation now, and the opportunities now, the ease of access, yeah. the availability, it's, I mean, for us it was, uh, it was a dream being able to listen to the news without uh, <laughs> the, the funny noises. Yeah. Um, it's, it's kind of funny because a lot of people come up to me and say, uh, there are no sources available, so what am I supposed to do with all that? Maybe if you were, um, you know, in the year uh, 1360s yeah. or something, you, you would understand that the, uh, the um, sources were really scarce, so you had to find source, sources like that. So um, I remember being able to have a conversation with a native speaker was out of the question. Yeah. I remember once we had this... Uh, this piece of advertisement in, in the paper. Mm -hmm. uh, they were looking for people who could speak English and we, each time we, we dialed the numbers and we tried to fake conversations <laughs> that, okay, what can we do? <laughs> what are the job offers? And yeah. Um, so um, you got into acting. Mm -hmm. um, did you um, get everything from acting as you basically expected it before? Well, I, I do not consider myself an actor, to tell you the truth. I was not very much interested to become an actor. It happened to me. Someone came up to me and said, would you like to be an actor? And I, I thought he was joking. And then he kept coming to me and kept coming to me. And so, okay, why don't you come over and we could have a test or something, and then it happened. It, it really happened to me, and I was very much reluctant because I never thought I could act, and I still I do not think that I can act. It's it's a really difficult thing for me to do acting, and I do not consider myself an actor. So I've always been trying to somehow do the job and get rid of it. I'm not uh, really into acting. Um, this this has never been my dream, being an actor. So can I ask you what so. has been your dream so far? <laughs> yeah. But now you're being modest. <laughs> With, no, no, not really. I'm, yeah. I'm telling you the truth. Um, and the so people kept telling me that, wow, you, you are an actor, and why not come and have another film and another film? And as a fan, please continue. <laughs> like, <laughs> never stop, please, never stop. Um, you got into um, acting, and right now, you do you consider yourself more of a director or an actor? Well, I would like to be able to consider myself more of a director, but I have not been directing much. I've only directed two films. Yeah. But yes, I, I, I would like to be a director. Mm -hmm. It's a bit late now, but... <laughs> no, it's never too late. Um, I remember I watched um, your movie, uh, The Last Step, mm -hmm. and 
Um, it was around the, the, that time that I, I went out of my house, and this is a, some sort of a memory that I have from you. Um, my house was uh, very close to the Apadana Street, mm-hmm. and uh, I was walking down the street, and it's really funny because I was thinking about your movie. And um, as I'm like walking and I'm thinking, I see you walking in the street. And I'm thinking, okay, this must be like, you know, this is a dream, right? You, like, I was just thinking about you. And um, you're getting closer and I'm, I'm seeing you have your kit with you. And uh, I'm, I, I was dying to talk to you and to really? say that like, this was an, an amazing movie or like, I don't know, have a selfie or something with you. So I'm approaching and I'm seeing you have your kit with you. I'm like, okay, fine. This is some sort of a like... Um, you, th- you would think that when somebody comes out with their kid, like it's some sort of a privacy that they need right now. They don't want like, you know, even fans to come around them and ask them questions. So um, I said hi, t- hi to you and you said hi back. And um, for me, I-, I went home. I was like, mom, mom, I just saw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And of course, my mom adores you as well. We watched the movie The Last Step like a, a thousand times. And um, every time it just felt like a new experience. Um, Thank you. So, you have seen the um, basically the European cinema and what's happening in our country. Um, do you think we're more, uh, um, we, we are basically closer to that cinema as to uh, like, you know, places like the United States with Hollywood? Yes, in fact, uh, uh, we have the same basis. In fact, the way cinema is understood here is. This is what I learned later when I acted in the film, The Past, and I worked with a French crew. The basis is the same, and it is apparently very much different from the way it is in the United States. But we have been doing it the way Europeans have been doing it. That's true. And um, do you um, um, have any favorite European directors or...? movies that you would like to talk about? Recent movies? Uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, honestly, I haven't been watching films for the last 15 years. <laughs> <laughs> you see, now watching movies does not happen in one session. I watch movies in three sessions. Yes. I watch the first 10 minutes and then I don't know why it's <laughs> like that. I used to be sort of a film buff, mm-hmm. but I'm not anymore. And at that time, I watched a lot of movies by Polanski, Bergman, uh, David Lynch, and many others. But I've never been a very ardent fan of one particular director. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I have never been like that. There are many people who love, for example, Tarkovsky or Bergman. I have never been like that. I don't know why. I haven't been able to focus on one particular director and find whatever I want in his works. Um, When somebody tries to enter the movie industry in our country, Mm -hmm. um, they have a couple of basically paths that they can take and they can uh, choose from. one of them is, of course, going to the universities and learning, uh, basically acting and directing academically. Um, which way do you think is the is the best way to enter uh, 
this industry? Is it is it uh, going to universities, or do you think it's uh, like learning it experimentally? Well, the natural way is going to universities. You cannot say that. Uh, I know of another way which works better. Mm-hmm. But from my experience, people who have learned it on the set have been more successful. Mm-hmm. I mean, people who learn it on the set, uh, it seems that they learn it more naturally. Whereas people who come from universities, they have some sort of uh, ideals in their minds and some sort of Uh, clear-cut frameworks which they find difficult to overpass or overcome, like like a mindset that they have. Yes, okay. yes, exactly, and that that makes things a bit difficult. Mm. I mean, when someone learns something in the form of theories, then he would find less courage to act. This is what I have been. Observing. Okay. Uh, because in my uh, field, which is um, architecture, um, we entered the universities with a uh, with that freedom, basically um, still intact, and we're thinking, okay, I'm going to design this and that and that. We have the, these um, basically um, mindsets for ourselves, and um, after a while, we tr- we understand that um, maybe this is not the thing that we actually those ideals change, mm-hmm. and. Um, I'm thinking professors in our universities, they um, uh, kind of enforce uh, their ideas into uh, um, the ideas of students. Um, and this has been happening in my field in architecture. And uh, like everybody knows it, it's not, it's not a, like a secret. Mm. Um, but do you think that happens as well, like in acting? You see, in the cinema industry, this is somehow different from other fields. Because was it Bernard Shaw who said that people who can do something do it, others just teach it? Um, not sure, but I think it's, it was him saying that people who cannot do something prefer to teach it. Mm-hmm. This happens <laughs> very much in the cinema industry. So, um, as, as an actor, when you're working in a, a production and you're in a movie and you're in a movie set. Uh, since you've had the experience of directing, um, do you th- do you uh, give ideas to the director as well as well as acting? Do you give suggestions? It depends. If I find that the director would like receiving ideas and is the type of director who would welcome ideas, I would. There are other directors, mostly people who are making their first features. They don't like to give, to be given ideas. They think that because they they don't know it. They they think that becoming a director means that you should do everything yourself, and they think it would be uh, sort of a failure asking other people's opinions. But real directors would ask your opinion and would would welcome ideas. No matter coming from whom. Um, are you the sort of di- director that accepts suggestions? Uh, <laughs> yes, I think I do. But sometimes you do not have the concentration to hear suggestions. You do. You do not hear them at all. They keep telling you things, but you do not have the concentration. Yeah.
So um, you are a father. I'm asking you, um, what was the challenges that you faced as an actor uh, to have uh, kids? And when you had kids, basically, what, what were the new challenges that you started facing? Uh, the, the limitations maybe that... Because uh, of being an actor? Being an actor and having kids at the same time. Because uh, I understand that your wife, uh, of course, you, you, you are a, a, like a celebrity couple. You guys both are, both are actors and you both are active. So, um, did that give you any limitations or...? Not really, because, uh, well, to begin with, I, I've not been as active <laughs> as Leila has been. So, I had a lot of time to, <laughs> <laughs> to stay with the kids. And we always found ways to uh, have time for them, to arrange things in a way which would not would not harm them. No, we have never had that kind of problem. I mean, we always had time. Being actor gives you a lot of time, in fact. Mm -hmm. Because, honestly, actors don't do anything. They just <laughs> keep nagging. And they have a lot of time. Okay. Um, it's true that they... They always say that we are very busy people, always <laughs> acting in films, and we have we need time to concentrate. We need time to uh, get into the role, but it, it's not been the the way I've been doing it. Okay, I've had a lot of time. Thank God, because uh, that gave you a lot of time to start thinking about your movies and um, produce amazing movies as you have. Um, when somebody gives you a script to mm -hmm. read, uh, what are the um, things that you basically have to check? Mm -hmm. And um, you need to see for yourself to understand that maybe this movie is the kind of movie that I'd like to do. It. Mm -hmm. Well, it used to be very difficult for me accepting films. It's not been the case during the last three or four years. It's not been as difficult. I don't know why, because I used to be the kind of actor which would uh, keep refusing roles. For me, the most important thing is that I can imagine myself acting the role or imagine myself saying the dialogues. The dialogues are very much important for me. So what I do, I, I, I begin to read the dialogues and try to see whether I can imagine myself saying the lines. If I can, I accept it. If, if, I, if, it, if I find it very, very far from myself, I try not to accept it. Because I'm the type of actor who, who is trying to, to get the role closer to me rather than trying to approach the role. I mean, this is sort of selfish, but <laughs> I've been trying to... Uh, make things more comfortable for me rather than for the role which has been written. So I always try to convince the writer or the director that it's true that you want the person to be like this, but what if I do this instead? Would you accept it? It's true that the character is not exactly the same, but it's not very much different. It is interesting the way you have written it, but it, it can be as interesting in another way, the way I do it like this. If he accepts it, then 
I know that I can work with him and I accept the role. Oh, so you have to see yourself in the role. Yes, yes. Um, so you said uh, you've been accepting uh, roles uh, quite like, you know, it's, easy, it's, been, it's been easier for you to yes, accept it's roles <laughs> recently. <laughs> Do you think it's because um, uh, you think that our cinema is changing and uh, the way they think now is close, closer to how you're thinking? Yes, our cinema has been changing. I mean, our directors have been changing. We have a new generation of directors. We do not have the same directors anymore. I mean, I remember that we always said we are not going to have many films because, for example, Mr. Meiji is going to make one film every two years. So we are going to have one film every two years. There were, there were only a few number of people you could uh, consider great directors. But now you can always think that perhaps this new director is going to be uh, a new talent. I remember we were convinced that other than these four people, the rest are uh, hopeless cases. And we know that nothing is ever going to happen with them. But this has completely changed now. Uh, do you think it's been changing for the good? You, you, you yes, it's, it's been, been changing, changing for the good, yes. Um, uh, recently, uh, like uh, my wife and I, we both uh, are movie fanatics. We love movies. And um, we used to go to cinemas a lot. But uh, recently, like in the past two or three years, mm-hmm. uh, we think that most of the movies are negative. And when you come out of the cinemas, you're thinking, um, okay, this didn't make me happy. And I'm, I'm not saying that all the movies should, but it just feels for me like, you know, uh, there's a wave of mm-hmm. uh, movies coming in with that sort of a expectation that you know you're going to get something negative from this movie and it's going to make you cry and uh, you're going to come out of it feeling bad. And do you think that's, that's true? That's true, yeah. Uh... I don't think we can analyze this. I mean, this is the way it is. Uh, It can be because festivals welcome films of that sort more than other types. It can be because we are experiencing a very sad life as a people. And this is a natural reflection of the truth in our films. It can be because, I don't know, people think that perhaps if they make films which give a positive feeling to the viewers is not really art. I don't know. I, 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 I think we should not try to analyze this. This is the way it is, and I think it's natural. It will change, I guess, because viewers are getting tired of this. Yeah, they are. And uh, one of the reasons that I haven't been going to cinema is basically this, Uh, except if it's uh, basically um, your work, because Mm -hmm. I I, I grew up understanding this, that um, you don't accept uh, all the roles in the world, meaning you, you think about them, and the things that are uh, accepted in your own world, you you go for that. And uh, for, I respect that. For me, it's it's amazing to have somebody uh, who thinks like this. And 
so uh, I was thinking about this. I was thinking about Hollywood and mm-hmm. uh, how different it is to uh, Iranian cinema. Um, uh, they're completely two different things. I'm not saying that they're at, at all similar because that's a huge production. With uh, that's an industry, complete like complete industry, and. Um, I'm thinking, I was thinking about it, I was like, every year they come up with these superhero movies. Mm-hmm. And Spider-Man, Batman, and these kind of movies come out. And um, there are a lot of people that would go for these movies and would pay a lot of money to watch these movies. Uh, I was thinking, uh, this can never happen in a country like Iran. Mm-hmm. Uh, because like our, our people are more into uh, the social activities and uh, like you know the day-to-day lives. Uh, that matters for us. And um, like we are more into politics, uh, but you're thinking like if maybe American people are not that into politics as we are. Uh, we're constantly checking the, uh, the dollar rates yeah. is it going up, is it coming down? So maybe this is one of the reasons uh, that people are are more into like you know movies that are more social mm-hmm. than um, um, like you know superhero movies maybe. So this was my interpretation of this, uh, the whole... Um, but of course, there is a system which controls the type of movies mm-hmm. being produced. I mean, it's true that the people uh, controlling things, I mean, the ministry of whatever, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. They, what was it in George Orwell's 1984 ministry of what? There was this, I've forgotten this. Ministry of Happiness or Ministry of <laughs> something like that. Okay. They, they don't like types of films being produced. Mm-hmm. So we cannot really judge. Uh, if they allowed these types of movies, perhaps the Iranian audience would go for them. Mm-hmm. Maybe. If we've never entered that. So yes. Maybe, yeah, maybe yeah. Yes. yes. Um, um, nowadays we see these types of movies that are more... Sorry, it was Ministry of Love. Ministry of Love. Yes. <laughs> I can understand that, yeah. <laughs> So that is it. Our Ministry of Love would not like that type of love being projected. Mm-hmm. They like another type of love being projected. I understand. <laughs> That's completely understandable. <laughs> yeah. um, nowadays, we see these movies which are more conceptual. Mm-hmm. And um, it makes the audience think more. And uh, for a movie lover like myself, I love those types of movies. The, the kind of movies that makes you it makes you go, like, what happened? Like, what's going on? Why? I thought this movie should have go, gone on for another like an hour um, to give me a result. There's no result basically sometimes in the movies. Um, I'm fond of these movies. Uh, I, I had told you before that one of the uh, my favorite directors of all time is Terence Malick because mm-hmm. he comes up with these. Um, conceptual ideas and he doesn't show you anything directly he always he's always indirect uh, showing you something and making you understand something else that's mm-hmm. that's his mm-hmm. art for me um, and I've seen that in uh, some of the movies that you you've worked in uh, like the movie uh, what's the time in your world mm-hmm. uh, when the movie w- was over this is another memory that I have it's uh, the movie was over and I was uh, my wife and I were, were sitting um, in the cinema on the seats and uh, there was a couple in front of us, and they looked at each other. They were like, uh, "What? What happened? Like, what was the what was the meaning?" Everybody's searching for some sort of a meaning. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it took me a while uh, to understand what happened in the movie, and when I got it, uh, I was like, I, "I need to watch this again." And this is the beauty of these uh, types of movies that makes you want to go for it again. 
Um, do you think our audience, uh, the people of our country, um, are ready for these types of movies right now? Because we don't really see a lot of them. Mm -hmm. Do you think they're ready? I think it's not only our people. I mean, mm -hmm. elsewhere it's the same. There are only a limited number of viewers who would go for this type of movie. This limited might be, I don't know, it, it differs in different countries, but in our country, as far as I am concerned, as the producer of the film, I, I can understand that, well, the public liked the film very much, but their reaction to the ending of the film, uh, since they liked the film up to, up to the point where it ended, they accepted the ending. Mm -hmm. But uh, the majority of our viewers would not uh, would not be satisfied with that type of ending. They're, they're always searching for a result. Yes, what happened, yes, what they want they want a definite result. They want to be able to have a conclusion and only uh, one uh, clear conclusion. They do not. They do not like to keep thinking about all possible meanings of one thing. Mm -hmm. They don't like it. I see. But as as time goes by, we we watch more and more movies of that type, and we can see that our viewers are uh, getting used to that and are beginning to. Uh, show interest for this type of movies. Mm -hmm. This this is this is good, mm -hmm. and I think it's it's changing all the time. It's getting more and more sophisticated. I mean, the the, the type of films that viewers would would watch. Uh, do you think our people are more into comedy? Yes, they are. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, it's the same elsewhere. Mm -hmm. I think it's the same elsewhere. Um, but at, at the same time, do you think uh, our comedy is um, up to par with uh, you know comedies of other countries? Like you know, um, when I go to uh, like watch a comedy movie, first of all, what I think is um, this is going to be another movie of uh, jokes that is not going to make me laugh mm -hmm. or it's just going to make me smile at the, mm -hmm. at the most um, and there are um, I'm not saying that all of our movies are like this all the comedy movies but uh, there are like exceptions of course but uh, most of them are like this and uh, even though I've seen a lot of changes as you've said in the uh, other types of in like drama we've seen a lot of changes but in comedy we're still uh, focused on you know one sort of uh, comedy yes and uh, I don't like our comedies yeah I don't like our comedies at all I think the type of the films that we make as comedies is a very inferior type um, coming out of this uh, I think um, Right now, as as we speak, TV mm -hmm. is uh, a you know a major thing again. Um, for me, when like ten years ago, um, um, cinema was the biggest thing, and uh, after a while, TV started to make a comeback. And 
uh, we've seen a lot of different uh, actors who are from cinema. I'm not talking about Iran. I'm talking about other countries that would go in, onto TV and go onto these serials, and the serials would uh, be a huge success. Yes. Um, but I, I don't. We, we don't really see that in Iran. Like I, I don't really think that's happening anytime soon. Um, one of the um, roles that uh, I think everybody remembers you from is from uh, the the serial called the. English bag, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And um, you were in on TV at the time. Uh, you were on TV. Um, but we have never seen you make a comeback. Mm-hmm. Um, is it is it a like is there a personal reason to this or? Uh, yes, it is very personal. I mean, um, I was very much against uh, having movies on TV. I would not accept the role, uh, and I still regret doing that. Okay. I think in our country, it's it's very much different being on TV. It's not elsewhere. It's not, especially nowadays. Uh, you see so many successful TV serials everywhere, but in our country, still, I think. Uh, I, I do not find it appropriate for an actor to to act on TV mm-hmm. because it's not only a matter of art; it's it's a social issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you see that TV is, I don't know how what word to use for it. Could I say antisocial or? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's against your people. Okay. So you don't like to be on TV mm-hmm. when you find it against your people. When you find it against all your values, you sort of think that going there would uh, would create a very nasty history for you. I mean, what would my children think about <laughs> when they? <laughs> yeah. I, I still regret doing that movie. Okay, um, uh, what is? But I know that it was very successful, and it was. It uh, was really many people know me for that, for that movie, and it was a good one. Mm-hmm. But the fact that we were on TV still bothers me, mm-hmm. and I did appear once more, only once after that. That was a second mistake, but I'm not going to do that again. Okay. <laughs> uh, in the movie, um, there are things you don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I noticed something which was uh, quite fascinating to me was that um, you. It felt for me like the types of movies you do are always connected to architecture. Is that is that true? Yeah. <laughs> Like uh, I'm, I'm sitting and I'm, I'm realizing this that uh, maybe it's your suggestions or whatever it is. It's just the types of movies that you do is always like the last step. Yeah. You were an architect in that, right? Yeah. So like you, you always thought that last step could have been better. Mm-hmm. Um, are you uh, like you know uh, connected to? I did very much like uh, to be an architect. And I tried to be an architect. I, I remember going to uh, some classes. Going to that class convinced me that I cannot be an architect because 
I thought that if you want to be an architect, you should be able to paint, you should be able to draw. And I thought I could draw, but then I was convinced that I did not have the talent. I think I was mistaken, I'm not sure. Then I went for civil engineering, which was a total failure. <laughs> and I hated the subject. But I think I should have gone for architecture. I like it very much. Yes. Yeah. Um, so basically in the movie, The Last Step, every time you talked about architecture, I yes, think, yes. yeah, <laughs> this, this is like, because you had written that movie. So I like, I like building very much. Yeah. I like uh, designing very much. I think I should have gone that way. <laughs> it's never too late. It's never yeah, too late. It's you can always yeah. <laughs> uh, because uh, architecture uh, taught me the, that um, you can you, you're not supposed to be pointing towards a subject if you're mm. talking about it. Um, like um, I'm, I'm, I always have this problem whenever I'm watching TV and there's an advertisement that comes on. Um, I can see that that everybody is pointing towards the subject. Yes. And it, oh, sometimes when they want to be indirect, it just it doesn't make any sense. And you're like, what are they talking about? And then at the end, I'm like, this was an advertisement about bank. Like this was not about bank. That was uh, completely different. So um, th this is one of the things that architecture taught me, and I'm. I'm very grateful that I went to architecture because I would not have understood this. And uh, what, the other thing that architecture taught, teaches you is that um, failure is not a problem. Like you can fail a thousand times, but that thousand and one time that you get it right, that's the feeling that you should be going for every time you're, you're trying to design something. Um, so I'm very grateful for that. Yeah. Um, one thing that really uh, caught me off, off, off guard, I was, uh, I, my wife and I, we went to this uh, movie called The Dragon Arrives. Uh -huh. The Dragon Arrives. And um, we were not expecting to see you in the movie, right? Because you were like, you know, as an actor, you were not listed in the, in, in the actors. And um, as the movie goes on, I'm like, uh, is, that, is that the voice of... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you recognize that. Like, what's happening? And uh, we listen, I'm like, yeah, that, that, that's got to be him. And uh, later on, I saw that your name was uh, as a voice actor. Um, do you, what, what is the difference between vo voice acting and acting? Because uh, like, I think uh, voice acting is a lot harder mm -hmm. because people don't see you. Well, I do not have any experience in that field. I've been only... Um, I've just been reading narrations for, for friends. And Mani was one of them for that film. I liked the film very much, and I liked the narration which he'd written, um, which came from a book. So I did it. I do not have any experience being a voice actor. I, I think that must be very difficult. Yeah. Well, did you? Did I can't imagine pleasing? that it can be very difficult. I had an experience dubbing the film *The Past* mm -hmm. uh, because we dubbed it here in Iran, and I dubbed for myself. That was the only experience I had. Uh, I, I can't say that it's it's very difficult. It must be very difficult. Um, is there any director right now? Uh, it could be any director, basically. That uh, if if they come to you and ask you for uh, you know to be participating in a role, uh, that you wouldn't even think about the script and you would just say, okay, fine, because I really want to work with you. Mm -hmm. Is there anybody? 
Yes, there are many, but I, I would be afraid to do that because I, I must be sure what the dialogues are. <laughs> I cannot yeah. do that. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is my problem. This has been my problem. When you go to other actors, they, li- they like it. Uh, they, they're looking for challenges. They're looking for situations where they are going to be like they have never been before. Mm-hmm. But this worries me a lot. I'm not the type of actor who would go for any role. I'm, I'm more conservative. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, do you think, um, do you consider yourself a book reader? No, not really. I'm very lazy in reading mm-hmm. books. I began reading books trying to learn English. I began reading Agatha Christie and then George Orwell. I remember reading a lot of D.H. Lawrence and things like that. But I've been a very lazy reader. Especially when I compare it with other people around me, I see them reading books every day. I can say that during one year, I find it very difficult to read. I, I begin reading, I go the first 20 or 30 pages, and then I, I stop reading the book. Then I go back to the book again, and I have totally forgotten that I have already <laughs> begun reading this book. No, I'm not a good reader. I do not have the, I don't know, I, I cannot justify it. <laughs> I'm not a good reader. No. I understand. Would you um, suggest your kids to start reading books? Yes. <laughs> yes, very much. It's true that anything you lack, you want your kids to, to enjoy. So interesting. Uh, do you, would you want them to follow your path? And no, not, not, not at all. <laughs> Not at all. It's not a glorious path. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I understand that. Um, thank you so much. It's, thank you. it's been a pleasure uh, talking to you. Thank you. And uh, thank you so much, basically, for your for your time. This is um, this was a, an honor to even think about it. When I was thinking about, it, I was like, "Oh my God, this is going to happen." <laughs> so um, thank you so much for everything. Uh, you're for welcome. All the things you've done, and please continue what you're doing. Okay. Never stop. <laughs> Just know that there are people. Sitting in their homes, waiting for you, <laughs> movies to come out. Thank um, you, thank, thank you, you very much. Again. And uh, before I uh, finish this um, uh, podcast, this part of the podcast, mm-hmm. um, would you like to uh, challenge? Because this was sort of a challenge to um, um, to sit down and uh, talk to somebody who is from your country <laughs> but in another language. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you like to challenge somebody else to do this? Um, like, if you wanted to name somebody for us to go after next uh who would you like to challenge? would it have to be someone famous uh, it, it has to be somebody who is into arts ah. and an artist basically for me when you say an artist the image which comes to my mind is mr Merjui. Mm-hmm. Um i mean i enjoy when he talks about something it's, it's really an enjoyable experience talking to him okay. or listening to him. I don't know whether you would be able to find him, but I would listen to it. It would be very with all my heart, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but knowing that you will listen to it, I would definitely go for it, definitely. Uh, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I had a blast. He's the best. 
Um, I was so intimidated by his presence in the room. A very fun guy to sit down and talk to. Anyways, thank you all for tuning in. If you had suggestions, please feel free to email them to me. Thank you again. See you soon. Thank you for tuning in.